you know, we start with foundational stones like the fear of the Lord and the love of Christ and, and things like that, repentance to good works, repentance from bad works toward good works, as Hebrews 6 would list some of the foundational things that should be in our lives. But patience, and that's not just waiting, although it includes waiting, it is the cheerfully enduring of negative events. We have some negative events in our church. There's always negative events. There's going to be more of them. How do we respond? It's the test of Christian character. And it's a better test than prosperity. Patience is necessary for perfection. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy, count it all joy, when ye fall into divers temptations, all kinds of troubles, difficulties, pains, and negative events. Count it all joy. Count it. Do some accounting when you get in trouble and you're having troubles in your life that are stressing you. Count it all joy. Knowing something. Knowing this. This is a lesson God wants to teach us right now from this short, small Bible study. Knowing this, that the trying, this word right here, relates to these temptations. The trying, these negative events of your faith, worketh patience. They produce patience. Negative events produce patience when we respond properly by responding cheerfully in faith, trust, and hope in God. But, let patience have her perfect work. You allow these things to happen. Don't curse God. Don't blame God. Don't get angry. Don't say something foolish or without faith that God must not love you or something like that. He loves you because He's trying to make you perfect. But let patience have her perfect work. Let her have her complete work. Let it work itself out in your life. That, for this end, for the purpose that ye may be perfect and entire, complete, whole, full, wonderful Christian character, look at wanting nothing. If you get this in your life, there's nothing left to get. James 1, 2 through 4. Christina has been waiting to have a baby. By God's grace and the little birdies that I know, she's having it right, she's having them right now. By the grace of God. Francis has had a turn of events that are a trial of her faith. We've had this exchange. Many of you have things in your life that are a trial of your faith. Count them all joy, knowing something, this doctrine of the Bible, that He loves you and is perfecting you. He cannot perfect you with prosperity. He can perfect you with adversity. And we respond to it cheerfully. I hope I explained those three verses well enough. They're fabulous. Romans 5, 3-5 through is very similar. And not only so, but we glory. See, count it all joy. There's the same word. Troubles, difficulties, pain, stress, negative events, tribulations. We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation, 
Tribulation worketh patience. Is the book, is the Bible written by the same author? Does it look like that when you read Romans that was written by Paul and we read James written by James? They sound similar because it's the same spirit. And patience works experience and experience works hope. You have a bad event in your life. You cheerfully endure it because you have such great faith, hope, and trust in God. That gives you experience because you get a few of those under your belt and you're ready for the next one. And to be ready for the next one means that you have hope that God's going to take care of you. That is a wonderful string of events. Do you follow that? you got to have tribulations to get started. Then it works to patience and then to experience. And then once you've got experience, older Christians should never be moved because they've got this, this notched belt from experiences that they've had that gives them hope. They can see beyond the event, which a younger person might not be able to see, and they think their world's coming to an end. But your world isn't coming to an end. There's a God in charge of the world, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Sylvia isn't getting better. It bothers her, it bothers her family, it bothers me, and I hope it bothers you. She's having a trial of her faith. Mary isn't getting better. It's a trial of her faith. You have a trial of your faith. You may have a couple going on at once. These are wonderful verses. And hope maketh not ashamed. When you when you work all yourself all the way up to this, hope in God maketh not ashamed because hope, you come to realize that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. He is never going to leave you nor forsake you. He is going to take you all the way through the dark curtain of death into glory and be your God forever and you're going to be His forever. Hope maketh not ashamed. You never put hope in God and end up being ashamed. Psalm 34:19. there was a man that had some tribulations in his life, and some of them were self-induced, and some of them were not. It's David. Look what it says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I don't preach like Benny Hinn. I don't preach like these prosperity gospel guys out there that tell you that life is just a... Joel? Joel would be grinning at you right now, telling you how he wants you to prosper, and God wants you to have your best life now. This verse says that sometimes you're not going to have your best life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. Many. But the man is righteous. Many. These are afflictions. What's another word that starts with T? And the second letter is R. Tribulations. Many are the tribulations of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And we've got to believe that and our, so that our tribulations work. Patience and our patience experience and our experience hope. We'll never be ashamed. God is with us, and He's doing it for our perfection. The Apostle Paul said this when he was talking about the great goals for his life, that I may know Him. I just referred to that expression in the solid rock that we sang, and the power of His resurrection, and look at this. The Apostle Paul wanted to know the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. The Apostle Paul knew that an evidence of eternal life was... Learning to enjoy and appreciate the fellowship of the sufferings of Christ. Jesus Christ suffered everything you've suffered and a whole lot more. So whenever you're suffering, and you're suffering with faith, and you're counting it all joy, and you're glorying in it, you are doing it like the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have a bond now with the Lord Jesus Christ that you did not have before. That is the fellowship of His sufferings. So you look forward to them. Oh Lord... We mean that. 
with all discretion and sobriety. Have mercy upon us and give us the strength for whatever trials you send our way.